Hello and welcome back to my fanfic readings. Today we'll be following up with chapter 2 of his siren song. It's called Destiny. <gasps> my breath caught in my lungs. Salted air trapped. Don't look. Don't look. My uncle paid the sounds no mind even when the droplets splashed into the ship. I tried to keep my head down. I did try, but my eyes, they would not listen. Something moved along the white foamy waves in the shape of a large fish. I swallowed hard, practically gasping for breath as its navy blue and white scales plunged deep into its depths. Its large fin flapped as it dove. The sound it made was high enough to make me and my uncle wince. Don't look. Don't say anything. My uncle warned and I nodded, hoping it might not be too late. The boat stopped shaking and things became silent. We both sat on the ship deck, quiet, waiting for something, anything. Moments passed as I stared deeply into my uncle's dark brown tired eyes, the freckles that marked his sun-withered face. He was worried and my stomach was in knots. I hadn't meant to cause him so many worries. If only I had known how much worse I can make things, I would beat myself. The waves calmed as blue birds flew overhead. It almost seemed as if nothing was wrong, but that ideal sereneness made my skin crawl. Should we go home? I asked. My uncle hesitated but nodded as he made his way to the steering wheel. Slowly I lifted the anchor spinning the anchor winch until it rested in sight. Off we go! I yelled into my uncle as he began to steer us back. My eyes glazed over the water when something black broke through its surface. When I looked closely, I noticed its blue and white tail swimming around my curiosity begged for satisfaction. I leaned over the boat, eyes focused in on its moving shape. It seemed like a strange dolphin with an abnormally large caudal fin. What is that? I murmured. Then suddenly it leaped from the air, a human-like body breaking through its surface, hands holding a long staff, black hair covering as it dove back into the water as quickly as it came out. Its tail flipped up and barreled beneath the water. My legs dropped me into the floor, unable to stand a moment longer in disbelief and mistrust in my own clouded mind. There was no way I had seen what I had just saw. I mean, I couldn't have, I reasoned. I should have never doubted myself. But I had never doubted myself more in any part of my life than I did at that moment.
Sandy, Sandy, are you alright, my girl? Yeah, I screamed back. I'm just a little tired. I lied through my teeth. Lay down. We'll be home in a few. This will plague your mind no more. He smiled confidently at me. And I wish I could have spoken out and said what I had seen. But he looked at me as if he wanted me to know he would always be there. My shining beacon of hope. I laid my head down beneath the sail, letting the off-white fabric protect me from the sun. Although my heart beat in my ears, I put faith in my uncle, into his love and calloused hands. His braided black hair and his trusted, worn, old brown shirt. We made it back to shore without any issues, as the people scrambled about picking up the broken things of their homes, working together to fix and rebuild. I volunteered to help Mrs. Benita, as all her four children were much too young to do any heavy lifting. I collected the planks of the palm trees that the men had split and began to nail as Benita began to sweep the water from her floors. Thank you so much, Carino. No problem. Soon you won't even need any of my help with those three stone boys you got there and that beautiful daughter of yours. She smiled as she used her apron to wipe the sweat off her forehead and she looked at me solemnly for a moment. I looked at her questioningly for a moment. Won't you be having any of your own? I know Juan has quite the interest in you. Won't stop talking in my ear of how pretty and smart and resourceful you are. I ignored that. I knew Juan for years, and she wasn't the only person who had mentioned him to me. But I wasn't interested. He wasn't bad, but he did not have my heart. Looking back though, maybe I should have taken his hand. Love might have come afterwards and we could have lived peacefully. You know what? You just think about it. Mrs. Benita said. That made me feel conflicted. I almost forgot about my worries in the morning. Alone I'd walk, strolling through the lands to my favorite spot in all of the world. A small hidden waterfall. It approached the gleaming light with stars. The soft rush of the water splashing onto the stream below. I found my small hammock made of old blankets, slowly climbing down and resting my head. Hours had passed when a high-pitched sound stirred me. I blinked, trying to recognize the familiar sound. I popped my head from my handbag, trying to find where the sound was coming from. It came from below the small waterfall. Slowly I made my way down, grabbing a stick just in case. In two steps, I was walking beside the stream. The form of a man resting his head back along the grass, black hair that glowed blue, spread absentmindedly beside the overgrown weeds and herbs that grew wildly. His strangely pale skin contrasted the colors of the land. He wore no shirt, his body exposed to the elements. Yet his muscles were defined, shoulders broad, his hands seemed as if they were lazily situated under his head, 
as if he bathed in the moonlight. His eyes seemed closed while his sharp noise pointed out the sky and thin lips rested in a straight line. In a second, I had become mesmerized by the mystery of the stranger. I had never seen him before. Perhaps he was swept away by the windstorm. Perhaps he was from the neighboring islands. It wasn't uncommon for us to see ships from all over the sea, or even visits from other islands to trade. Slowly I kept closer, afraid to startle him. When bats flew overhead ruffling the trees, slowly his head came up and his chest rose and then hid more of his body beneath the water. His dark eyes opened, slanted and thin with thin brown brows. His black eyes found me in a second and like a deer I was frozen. His hair fell down his back, spreading like tentacles in the water. He stared out but did not speak. Hello? I stammered. He rose an eyebrow. Are you far from home? I I've never seen you before. I smiled awkwardly, feeling my cheeks heat with embarrassment. Slowly, his face lifted to a reserved smile. I reasoned that he may be shy. And maybe I just interrupted his nightly swim. I'm sorry if I scared you. Um, I'll be going now. He shook his head. Should I stay? I asked with butterflies in my stomach. And he nodded. I smiled, almost chuckling awkwardly as he I sat by the water. He stayed his distance, almost unbothered by my presence. His hand reached out and cold, quickly pulling out a plant from the ground, and he tossed it to me. Quickly caught it and let go of my stick. To my pleasure, it was ananas, bright orangey yellow. With my hands folding it apart, I began to eat. Thank you, I said. A high-pitched noise emanated from him, making my blood go cold in horror. It was the same sound I'd heard on the beach, and the once again on the boat. I stopped, looked at the man, and noticed the scales around his arms, the pointed ears that dropped low, the terror of my actions reeling in my mind. Not only had I taken from a sea creature, I had spoken to it, I accepted its gifts. Placing my hand on the ground, I crawled myself back, hoping it wouldn't notice. Its head dipped below the water, and before I could stand to run, its hands grabbed my ankle. And that was chapter two. I hope you'll join me again for chapter three. Thank you.